This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats. I just want to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the support of this podcast. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button and take a moment and fill out a review. It makes a whole lot of help in terms of growing and developing this podcast. Enjoy today's chat. Peace. This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats, and joining me on this chat is Matt Rotunda. Matt, where are you at, and what are you up to? <laughs> well, currently I'm sitting in the office at Penn State York, um, where I've been coaching for um, the last 12 years, and um, and I'm, I'm uh, we actually have practice after our chat here tonight. So, so I'll I'll uh, I'm here in, in our office on campus, and uh, and I'll be uh, in the gym. Um, you know, as soon as you're done with me. 12 years, that's quite a long time. What's it been like to kind of be there for not just three or four years? What's it been like to see the program grow? Uh, let's start with what was the program like when you took it over? Well, it's interesting. I, I played here. So I graduated in 2011 and we were a playoff team. You know, uh, we had a nice uh, group of guys that, you know, good guys weren't quite you know a championship caliber roster but we were it was a good group of guys I had and I had a I bonded with our head coach over you know many long trips and um you know once I finished school I you know three days later I knew that you know there was a a pressing need for you know an an assistant coach who could who could you know do a lot of day-to-day things so I asked him if if uh that was something he wanted and he said, oh, absolutely. So um, so I, I stuck around for a while and, um, you know, kind of as a volunteer early on and <clears throat> then became an assistant. I was his assistant for eight years. And then I took the program over in 2019. So um, so to answer your question, um, you know, we were in a very old, you know, 1970s like gym. Now everything is very new and renovated. Um throughout the entire campus, not just our, our athletic facilities. So everything's nice and, and brand new, um, you know, from, from a brand new weight room to the lighting in the gym to everything, you know, everything is nice and brand new. Um, quality of player has, has certainly skyrocketed. We've got, we've gotten to be really good over the last decade or so, um, you know, seven, We've been in seven conference championship games, winning five of them in the last nine years. So we've had a, a good run of success. What has been some of the things that you look at and go, those are the two or three things that have helped go from at that point when you were playing, saying we have some space to get better to now being consistently successful? Well, the, the certainly the, the new facilities gave us a shot in the arm for sure. Um, and then I, always, you know, just pushing the strength of the degree. Um, you know, the Penn State degree is a, um, you know, something you just don't find at a, you know, you can find at a smaller school, you know, through the Commonwealth campuses. So, um, you know, you graduate with a business degree from Penn State, but you can play Division three basketball. So that's, um, you know, certainly been something that we've been a, done a good job to sell and push I think harder and harder now, you know, now that, you know, we've seen that we can certainly draw talented guys that maybe might be just below 
an athletic scholarship or, you know, transfer from a scholarship school because maybe they're just not, you know, they're not getting the minutes or whatever the case may be. Uh, We've been, we've been able to capitalize on the strength of the degree versus some of the other local division three schools. You talked about playing at the college level. When did you, when did the game of basketball kind of get introduced to you? When did you pick up the basketball? (laughs) Well, probably, you know, as long as far back as I can remember, but it was never really a, a full passion until I was like maybe going into middle school, like sixth, seventh grade. Uh, it was a park like, you know, five blocks down from where I grew up in, in Tom's River, New Jersey, where, you know, it had four full courts with the painted lines and and it was and it was just it was like the greatest education for a basketball player to go there and when you're 13, 14 and 15 years old to play against, you know, guys in their, you know, late twenties and thirties and forties who just, you know, live to play pickup basketball, you know what I mean? And um, I can remember being like, you know, in high school, like 15 years old, 16 years old. And there were guys that were, you know, 35 and 40, that would be knocking on my door before I got home from school, you know, somebody would answer the door, like, you know, my mom or my dad might answer the door. And they'd say, you know, uh, you know, is, is Matt home? Can he, you know, can he get, can he round up two guys? We need, you know, we got seven, we need three, you know, to, to go up to, to play full, you know, cause you know, most of the other guys maybe not, might not get there till five thirty. you know? So I just remember that being a, a, a huge, a big education, um, a, a big experience for me to, you know, go there and, and run up and down, play full court, understand the nuances of the game, um, you know, through just gaining the education of playing every day. And then, um, so, so that was really where it, where it kind of picked up to where it's like, it became an everyday thing. It's like, I accumulated my, my 10,000 hours way before most of the guys did in, in my grade, you know, or, or somebody who was also in high school. <clears throat> so you do all that experience and then you get to high school. What's the high school experience you, for you as a player? So, um, believe it or not, I was actually cut from my freshman team, um, which is not actually super hard to believe when you're, you know, a five, seven and a half, you know, uh, maybe marginally athletic, you know, you know, player who was more cerebral and kind of understood the, you know, understood how to play, uh, but didn't play my best basketball until maybe I was 18 or 19 years old. So, um, so I, I actually transitioned from instead of playing my freshman year playing in the CYO where um, where we were we were very you know very for a CYO basketball team we were very good and that kind of that 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 sort of you know transitioned into more AAU travel basketball and then back into the high school ranks and then um, you know played two years of junior college at Ocean County College where we were, you know, in the region final, my freshman year went 25 and six. So um, my two years in junior college played for two different head coaches who have had very good, long, successful coaching careers. And then beyond that, just the every week of working camps and the grind of, you know, the summer camp scene, travel basketball, summer camps, and then eventually get to a four-year school. So my, my journey is unique for sure. Um, but it has it has it has led itself to exposing 
my my myself as a player and as a coach to being coached by different people being you know being playing at all different levels and that has you know certainly benefited me for sure it sounds like you were never hesitant to like you're talking about playing with guys that are super experienced 20 30 years older than you you get cut from freshman and then you go and play anyway have you always been kind of that resilient like I'm knocked down, but I'm going to step up and I'm going to like, I have a passion. I want to go for it type of mindset. I would say, I would say that that's accurate. Yes. Um, You know, I've always felt that, you know, I've always felt that, you know, if, if, if you love something, you can be, you can become, you know, immersed into that, you know, and I would say that, I would say that, while basketball has been my one true passion um, to where I've, I continue, you know, since the time I've been, you know, whatever age it was 14 or 15 basketball has played a part of my life for over 20 years, every single day, you know? And again, I, as I mentioned before, I've accumulated the hours to where, you know, I understand it. I see it. I, I live and breathe and love it you know, um, every single day. So it's just different than maybe a player who might've experienced some success when we were maybe 16 years old and he never played in college. And, you know, but now he might play once every two months and he's, it's just different. You know, it's almost similar to the players that I have to, you know, that we recruit to play at our level now at the division three level or at the USCAA level it's you have to love it you have to love it to be able to live and 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 um and exist in it every single day and so you know when you it if not eventually what happens is just the game kind of goes away at some point you know but um yes I would say that the resilience is was certainly kind of kind of within me to to be able to you know, move forward and continue to, you know, go from one path to the next and, and, and expose myself to different, you know, different levels and different styles of play and all that kind of stuff for sure. You talked about the success at the junior college level as a player and those two coaches, what are some of the things that when you think about those two that you take away now and go, I really love this was a strength of this coach and the, and the other one, what are some of the things that stood out for you? So my first year, um, coach, uh, Ryan O'Rourke was, was my head coach. And, and he was, he was, we had never, I had never at any level ran a flex offense of any sort. We ran a flex offense. We were not terribly, you know, we were very, very disciplined and we were, and we had some really good players, but we were not overly big. We were not, um, you know, we were not the, 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 the longest or the strongest, but we were very solid and, and just understood how to complement each other as players. We were very together. There was very little selfishness. And I think that his philosophy offensively made itself, you know, as we experienced success, we were able to, you know, we saw more, more buy-in from each player and, you know, to, to learn every day in practice how to kind of, you know, set a back screen and then shape up to the basketball or, you know, set a down screen for somebody and slip to the basket to draw defenders. And now somebody, because of that 
maneuver, you allowed somebody else to get open. Understanding those nuances and those things made for, it kind of helped me to build a foundation of, okay, I understand how, why this is working, um, you know, with this kind of personnel. So it sort of gave me a baseline. And then my second year, uh, we weren't quite as successful as a team, but Rory Caswell was a, was totally, he was a totally defensive minded toughness. We're going to play harder than you. We're going to work harder than you kind of a coach. And so while we didn't have quite as much talent, we were still in virtually every game against powerhouse opponents because we, un we, we knew the value of having, having to play hard, having to compete every play. Um, and so he and, and his assistant, um, Tori Fisher, who played college basketball together, were, were extremely, extremely tough minded and, and, and kind of made us uh, tougher and, and understand the value of having to compete all the time. Every play, every rep is important. Every, you know, while we weren't perfect as basketball players or even sometimes in our execution of certain things, we played so hard that we competed, um, you know, night in and night out. And that made a, that made a huge impact on me, um, you know, as I move forward in my career, because now, as I see when you have to deal, you know, even in today's, you know, I have a very good roster right now. We're not under talented, but I do recognize and can point out when another team for a stretch of time is playing harder than us. And so that brings me back to having to, you know, push buttons and pull the strings necessary to get us to kind of step it up. You mentioned earlier, too, about people knocking on your door and your parents letting you go off. How important have they or what kind of impact have they made on your coaching journey, uh, even the playing days to where you are now? Talking about my parents? Yes. Oh, I, I mean, just I mean, you know, my my hometown is is three hours from where I coach and they um, and they make no less than 10 to 12 games every single year. Um, they still to this day at, at 35, you know, and it was like that when I was the 13th guy on the team. And it was like that when I was the seventh guy on the team and when I was a starter and all those things. So, um, you know, they, they just are, um, you know, they're super excited for me to chase after my passion, but they're also just, just, um, unconditionally supportive. Um, you know, I, I, could not, could not convey that enough. You know, they just are, they're just the best, you know, to, and, and I recognize that growing up, um, you know, with in the, in my family certainly has impacted, you know, my ability to be able to not just chase my dreams, but to be able to stick with it, you know, um, to be able to, you know, see how certain things are, you know, aren't going my way, but my, but the, but the ability to just stay the path, uh, you know, I, I, I certainly take that from, you know, the, 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 what has, what has been ingrained in me from the beginning. You talked about the, that players are a little bit different now. How <laughs> are they different from like 12 or even when you played, what do you see as some of the differences uh, in today's player? Well, what I meant specifically was that our team now, our roster now is just, they're just 
better, um, more, more, more versatile, um, quicker, um, you know, just, just more advanced basketball players and guys that are able to be coached toward becoming, you know, more advanced quicker so that their ceilings are a little bit higher. Um, when, when I played, um, when I played here, uh, my head coach who I, who I, I coached under and I, and I still communicate daily with to this day, Parrish Petrie, um, he was just taking over kind of a fledgling program, a program that was just kind of, you know, would just die to, you know, make a playoff appearance. You know, he was just taking that over. So he had to get his players in, you know, the guy, he had to kind of, uh, step the recruiting efforts up and get the and get the, the the players in that can could help the team to become successful. And so it took about three years for us to be become a winning program. And then once we kind of knocked on the door, I think we had a year that we went like seventeen and seven or seventeen and eight, and we had a, an upset loss in the first round of the conference tournament. And I can remember the conversation with him on the way home from that game which was my, my, uh, the, my first year uh, helping him coach, he, was, he would say, you know, we're just knocking on the door, scratching the surface. If we can land one or two guys, return some key guys, we're going we're gonna to get over the hump in the next two years. And lo and behold, we, you know, the next three years in a row, we won conference championships for the first time in school history. So, um, so he was certainly the biggest reason for the jump um, from, from a decade ago or more to now, but, um, you know, now it's, you know, we, we used to be kind of, we were going into conference, uh, tournament time as the favorite winning the conference sometimes or losing in the conference title game, going to the national tournament. And it was like, that was, that was icing on the cake was we get to go to the national tournament and to kind of take a stab at, you know, making a run now, the players that we have, the size, the depth, the students that they are, um, you know, the, the, I mean, I think in, in the last three years, the players that I've had have a total of like two technical fouls. So you're talking just an advanced level of maturity and understanding of team goals above the selfishness. Um, and, and so the players that we have now not just the caliber of person and player, but the combination of the two. Now it's like we start out every year in August in the preseason. And our thought is we want to win a national championship. Um, and that's the realistic uh, thought because of, because of the players that we've had year in, year out for the last, you know, four or five years. When you finally did take over as head coach, what were some of the first things that you wanted to kind of build as your foundation to not only keep the level, but now like you're gone beyond conference championships. Like we're talking winning it all, the national title. Um, what were some of the first things that you said, all right, I got to take care of these things to kind of get this ball rolling in the right direction. Well, <clears throat> we had a player who at the time had had a, a couple of, a couple of uh, semesters where he had some great issues and he had his first two years that he played for us were only in the spring semester because he had grade issues. And so he, I saw what his impact was and our teams and how much better we were with him on the court. 
And so when I took the program over in like late July and we knew that he was eligible for the first time ever in the fall um, coming in as the junior, I put, I kind of explained to him how his ability to be, you know, with his size and his ability to play both ends of the court as a two-way player was going to be a determining factor for the success of the team, how consistent he could do it for the, for the full season for the first time ever. And so I, create, I tried to create a close connection with him early and then, you know, tried to focus most of my energy on the younger guys to get them to buy into the, you know, a, a little bit of increased accountability, um, you know, understanding the importance of putting, you know, putting the deposits in each day uh, to, to better the team, better themselves. Um, certainly the academic piece to the puzzle. And then, you know, I, I knew that I had to start making contacts with some possible transfer targets, um, you know, early on in that, in that recruiting season from my first to second season. I knew that in order to sustain the success, we needed guys that were 20, 21, 22 years old, juniors and seniors. You know, you, certainly it's great to have young players to develop, and we still have a great group of freshmen that come in every year, but you win with older, more experienced guys. You just do. And so the bodies are different. The, the understanding of the, com the, com the competitive level is different. And so, you know, I knew that we would have to, you know, establish ourselves as players in the, in the recruiting space for transfers. And I knew that we had to get freshmen who we could rely on to stay not just academically eligible, but to stay the course through having to play against older guys every single day, not knowing what their place in the rotation would be. Was was coaching something that you thought even like maybe when you were in middle school or you talk about being cerebral and kind of seeing maybe not athletically blessed with the skills to do some of the things, but you understood exactly where to be, how to move and all those things off the ball, et cetera. At what point did the idea of coaching come in? Was it while you were playing at uh you know, at Penn State York or was it some maybe kind of have you always been, I guess, maybe a leader in a way? Um, I would say in a way, um, yes, in a way, I would say that, um, most of those who kind of grew up with me or, or who have played with me at some point would say that I, that I tried to do the right things to, to help the team, whatever way possible, whenever, what, no matter what my spot in the rotation would be, um, you know, and there were times I was counted on, um, you know, in big spots or, in a, you know, in a, as a, as a, you know, one of the first guys in off the bench or, a, or a starter, you know, for a spot start or whatever the case may be, because coaches kind of trusted me to help the team stay in the rhythm of offense or, you know, trusted me to kind of understand and anticipate certain things. But, but yeah, I would say that my thought was always to try to coach in some way during the, you know, during the time that I was playing um, at the college level. I knew that I wanted to get into the college game to where I would always have a chance to pick my own guys, or if I was working for another head coach, I would always influence the program by being able to, 
to spot and and try to recruit and draw players that I knew could help us because of just their their understanding of what it took to win or or their you know or whatever ingredient the team desperately needed in that specific recruiting season um because I'm passionate about it because I do love it I know I've always been you know I've always kind of known that that does come across so um so yeah I I I I, when I when I try to sell the idea of coming to play at Penn State York, players and parents, you know, they, they kind of I can see that they get a little bit wide eyed by my, you know, with my, you know, recruiting pitch or how I'm passionate about continuing the success of the program, you know, wanting their son to be, you know, to be part of that, to, to set him up for success with a Penn State degree and things of that nature. And I think that I think that, you know, um, you know, yes, it's genuine for sure. But I think that the when you're passionate about something, I think that you can instill confidence and trust in others when you are able to communicate that effectively. As you look forward and in terms of your coaching, is there a part of you that one day would like to take this to the to a higher level, Division two, Division one uh, type yeah. of opportunity? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm, I'm 35. Um, I don't have kids, so I'm not in a, I'm not in a rush um, per se to just, you know, take the, 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 the next jump that's available. Um, But um, over the course of my career, I've made, you know, good connections at every level, Uh, you know, and I know that it will happen eventually, or I at least trust that it will happen eventually. Um, But um, I'm enjoying being at Penn State York, um, influencing the success of the program, you know, battling every day to try to give us just a, a point point zero 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 one percent chance, better chance to win a national championship for the first time in program history. Um, I'm truly enjoying that. And um, and it's allowing me to um, at the level that we're at, it's allowing me to kind of sink my teeth into all of the different facets of how to help a team from a coaching standpoint, even as a head coach, you know, um, you know, delegating different um, assignments or duties to assistants, um, picking guys that you can trust that you will be, that'll be around you every single day, you know, Um, knowing that, you know, having the good feeling that they have the best interest of every player, um, you know, at the forefront of their minds at all times, um, you know, just things like that. And, you know, spearheading the recruiting efforts, um, you know, I, certainly those here at Penn state York, know, um, you know, staff members, uh, athletic staff, other coaches, uh, professors, everybody, you know, they, they have a great deal of respect for the effort that I put in there. They convey that, you know, on a regular basis. And it's, it's certainly rewarding to know that you're appreciated in that way. But, but, um, but I think that, you know, just as I tell my players every day, you know, you're putting deposits in, you know, you're, you're putting your, your daily dollar 25 in that, in that piggy bank every single day, you're, you're, you know, knowing that it will pay off, trusting that it will pay off, you're going to improve, you're going to, you know, you're going to be, you're going to gain more, experience, gain more trust, gain more um, reliability, all of those things. I feel the same about myself, you know, within my own 
coaching career. Every day that I'm at this, I'm putting deposits in, you know, um, every conversation with the recruit, every conversation like I'm having right now with you, you know, every single bit of information that I can absorb from somebody else's conversation. It's, it's all, you know, it's all going towards, you know, an accumulation and, and eventually, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm confident that we'll, we'll make a jump here at some point. Clearly you're super passionate about coaching, super passionate about your program. What do you do to kind of unwind? Is, is there a time where Matt coach Pat says, I need to get away. I need a break. Like what's something you do to kind of maybe give a little bit of balance. Well, my, where I'm from is, is, is uh, like a mile from the beach um, on the Jersey shore. So um, my girlfriend and I, uh, my girlfriend of, you know, 10 years and I, um, have, have been together and, and, and live a mile and a mile and a few tents from the beach in, in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, which is in the same County as Tom's river where I grew up and my family all still lives. So, um, so, you know, when it's, it's interesting, it's like, it's almost like I go through a, a, a I don't want to say a personality change, but it's almost like I go through a, uh, a, uh, uh, I almost morph into a more relaxed, version of myself when I'm home in the warmer months at some, you know, you know, for long weekends or, 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 or things like that. Um, you know, I, just like any other guy, I love, I love, you know, watching a, a, a sporting event, NFL game, um, huge, huge fight fan, um, which a lot of people don't know about me. So big boxing and, and MMA fan. So I, I enjoy a, a good Saturday night of, you know, watching a watching a good boxing match and scoring it on a piece of paper and and you know seeing what happens and you know just the spectacle of it and and certainly have a uh, a theory which is interesting about about how the the sport the the combat sports and basketball even though it's one-on-one versus a team sport have a lot of parallels to it where you know defense is always about angles and avoiding you know kind of the knockout punch and you know on the basketball side it's trying not to let the other team go on a run you know or whatever the case may be being responsible defensively not just trying to land punches not just trying to score understanding you have to set it up you know um so there's some parallels there that i've always felt are true and what's interesting about that to be honest with you and 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 i'll i'll I'll, um this is going this is going a, a little bit uh long here on this one but um, coach Hurley, coach Bob Hurley senior, who is a, a, a great friend of mine and mentor of mine for, I've worked with him for, you know, every year for like 18 years in a row. So he's a great booster of mine, a guy that, you know, helps me, has me come down to all his camps to speak and all those things, just a fantastic mentor, um, you know, who's in the basketball hall of fame. He's the winningest high school coach of all time. 28 state championships, all this stuff. Coach Hurley is, is a huge fight fan. He's, he reads every book about every fighter. He watches big fights. He talks about times that he had gone to watch fights live. Most of my conversations with him are about, you know, um, some kind of a, a fight that's upcoming or that just happened. And then we'll touch on, so, so Matt, how's your team doing? Well, you know, we're, we're struggling a little bit. Uh, in this area, but we're, 
well, you know, you, you gotta, you, you gotta, you know, make sure that you stay on, tr on track and practice and things like that. 30 seconds on basketball, you know, four and a half minutes on, 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 uh, you know, on, uh, how this guy got the decision over this guy. It's a, it's a great, it's, it's really cool. So, um, but I've always felt that way. I'm a big fight fan. Um, I live near the beach. I love the ocean. I love bike rides. And so, um, you know, fairly active in my, in my time, you know, very active, I guess you should say, um, in my time away from campus and away from the, the grind of being with the guys every single day. A 10 year relationship with your girlfriend. What has, <laughs> what has she been in this equation of when Matt's coaching, he's going hardcore, he's building a successful program. How does she fit within this uh, puzzle of coaching? She's, she's the huge part of it. Um, Lindsay is, is a, 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 just a, a massive, um, uh, just a, um, a, the perfect partner to go about this journey. Um, you know, we live separately when I'm in season. And so it is a sacrifice both of us make. Um, but we trust that, you know, it will pay off in the long run. And, um, you know, she's, uh, she's been, you know, more importantly than being in a relationship. She's been my best friend for, for all these years. And, uh, I bounce certain things off of her. She, she keeps me grounded into understanding the importance of my relationships with each player. Um, she, she is just, um, you know, supportive is not the right word. It goes beyond that. Um, she's a rock for me. She's, uh, trustworthy. I can always depend on her. And she understands, you know, it's like some days we get 30 seconds to talk on the phone and, you know, she understands she, she doesn't, it's, it doesn't make her the happiest person in the world. Of course not, but it, it but she gets it. And, um, you know, she's, uh, fiercely independent and, 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 um, you know, has a full-time job where she works from home. And she also has like her own small business where she's, you know, and so she's very busy herself and, um, you know, we've built a really cool life together that physically we have to spend some time apart, but, but it's, it's a really, really neat, you know, certainly I, oh, it's, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is, you know, in, in my life is being able to have the best of both worlds and, you know, her unselfishness allows me, you know, allows for that to be a reality for sure. You talked about earlier having a staff that buys into what you're doing and you can trust and and what have you what does a basketball coach's year look like like what's your 365 days look like like right <laughs> now we're in season but once the season's over like wh what does all of that look like when's the recruiting going on what's all the travel all those types of things uh what are the guys doing in the off season what's kind of a typical kind of template for the year for you guys so <clears throat> we try to stay away from our guys in the six weeks that are left in the in the school year after our season ends typically we do play into march so um you know in the national tournament so once that that dissipates and we we will have some exit meetings and we'll try to stay away from them and try to just give them some times where they can check in and do some, do a study hall or jump on a zoom or maybe meet for an open gym but not really not we try to not smother them too much because we know what it what we just went through for all those months of being with them every day so um you know 
assistant coaches all get, you know, we, we take a look at all the local, you know, showcases, AAU tournaments, um, high school games, everything that, that we can, you know, now so much stuff is live stream that makes things a lot easier. And so we just week, every week we divvy up, you got to see this guy, you got to see this guy, you get, you know, and it just goes, it flows week to week before you know it, the school year's over. You got a handful of guys that have already got all their stuff in and been accepted. Then you got guys that are in the beginning stages of the application process and it's just staying in touch, staying in contact, you know, maybe a couple times a month through the summer, we'll meet back at school and, and go out for a night talk, um, you know, and, and meet up, have an open gym with the guys, um, that kind of thing. But, but really it's, it, we try to stay on task with my right-hand man, James Stockton, who's been a head college coach in, in another, you know, at, 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 at the junior college level was a teammate of mine, high school, college. Um, I got him. He, he came out here at the beginning of last year. He heads up our strength and conditioning and he is just, just an A plus in that department. So he, you know, he, he keeps the guys on a program where he, he keeps, you know, he, he communicates with them, you know, like every five days where he's sending them a new batch of workouts, um, you know, throwing in some different basketball stuff to go along with their weight room, you know, routine and whatnot. And, uh, you know, and then I have two um, kind of grizzled vets that help me. Um, Jim Collins, who's been with me since I took over in 2019 is a is in his 50s and he's he's a longtime high school coach here in York County um, grounded in this area year round so I always have the ability to kind of bounce things off of him he's kind of more of like a it's almost like a almost like a, a counselor on staff in some ways where he's just he just you know to him it's above the winning and the losing you know what I mean he's more just he enjoys the the daily um, the daily push to try to have the, the players get better and keep them bought in and all of those things. And then I have Rich Mills, who is, uh, who's an assistant of mine um, for a second, for the second year this year. He is, he's been all over from, he's been at uh, St. Bonaventure, Bloomsburg, um, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson. He's coached at the division one level and the division two level. And now later on in his career, in those stages, he's, he's, He's in the York area helping me as an assistant and has just been fantastic by helping to break down film and things of that nature. Um, and then we have um, Brody Crowder, who's who's a, a well-connected uh, assistant of mine from the uh, from from the Baltimore area that helps us by, you know, keeping contact and keeping tabs on certain high school players breaking down film and highlight tapes of recruits. Uh, Brandon Hill, who helps our forwards, um, our, a big guy coach, helped just started this year as a volunteer, uh, works with them on post-play and, and different things, um, and is himself just learning, coming, coming into his own as a, as a young coach. And then, um, and then we have Josh Zersky, who is a teammate of mine here, who um, is also a head high school coach down in the Baltimore area, a winning coach himself, championship level coach that um, that has was a teammate of mine, like as I said, and another help helper in terms of the uh, on the recruiting aspect. So so we have a lot of guys on staff. Each one has duties. Each one is bought into you know what it takes to help us. But it's more so that they're all 
supportive in my, of my vision and philosophy of not just being successful, but having a, uh, I don't want to say a template, but having a system in place that allows us to sustain it. And, you know, that's really what it's about. It's not just like, I, like I watched the Bill Belichick and Nick Saban uh, uh, relationship uh, coaching special on HBO just a couple weeks ago. It's like Nick Saban says, at some point, you know, after you climb the mountain, now you become the mountain. And so now I, it's like that says everything about Penn State York. You know, we have been in all these championship games. We've been in all these national tournaments. We've been in we've won all these titles, you know, the, the winning percentage, the all this stuff. At some point, it's like at this level, we've kind of almost become the mountain. And so to sustain that and try to stay on top when you know you're getting everybody's best shot, when everybody's going after you know, high level recruits to try to come in and beat you. When all that is taking place, it's just, you know, having the guys that that surround you to be supportive of what you're what you're setting out to do day in, day out, year in, year out is just so important. You've talked about the support of the coaches on your staff. You mentioned 18 years with Coach Hurley Sr. <laughs> how how important has been like the coaching community when it comes to learning and growing and getting connections. Like it just sounds like for someone like that to allow you to come for 18 years is amazing. And to pour his amount of experience and knowledge into you. I mean, that's just like people would pay a lots of money for that experience <laughs> and you're getting to go down there and rock and roll with it. But now you've got people on your staff who have as much experience as he does and a success and all that type of stuff. How big is you know, connecting with coaches and having them be part of your mix. Well, it's funny that you say that because when I first took over the program, um, I was all about, I was all about only worrying about, I have my one assistant. I had maybe another volunteer guy that would come help every once in a while. And I was all about just keeping everything under wraps. Don't talk about this on social media. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I was so, so defensive about um, connecting with other, I don't want to talk to those guys. I don't want to talk to, you know, and now I've opened up to where, you know, I know you're familiar with certain coaches that you've made like coach Payne and others who are all over, you know, all over the social media and all over Twitter and so active in the coaching community in being able to get coaches connected with one another from all different levels, all different parts of the country. And what an education that has been for me to sit in, to sit in on a, on a Twitter space event and listen to others talk about their grind and their, you know, the, the daily battles that they, that they fight every day, you know, um, or just the experiences of certain people that grew up in different areas that maybe there weren't many division three schools, you know, and either you got a scholarship or you had to go junior college. And now, you know, just those different, different experiences from others connecting with them has certainly benefited me here in the last 12 to 18 months, you know, post COVID where I, where I really tried to kind of get out there a little bit more and, and, and make myself expose myself to hearing different things, to having more conversations, to, you know, exchanging phone numbers and, and texting with coaches about, you know, a different, an out of bounds play or, or anything. Um, you know, I really was always sort of, you know, 
to myself and 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 in a lot of ways you know that my head coach coach petrie where this was his last stop he was a little more hardened and and approach things that way where you know um where and that's kind of where i think i learned it where i almost didn't want to expose how i was doing what i was doing you know to anyone else and always being defensive and worried that when so-and-so is talking to somebody they're fishing for information or whatever the case may be now i'm a, i'm aware that there's always going to be some some level of that or some some degree of that where people are always going to ask try to get some info from me or from your assistant or from a player and I get that. Now it's more that I kind of trust myself and my coaches that it doesn't really matter as long as we keep the focus on us and on our guys. Um, you know, it, it, it really, it, it works in our, to our benefit that, that we make Penn state York men's basketball, even just a little bit more of a household name by promoting it a little bit more by, you know, talking to other coaches, by being, you know, out there at different tournaments that maybe we would avoid because we wouldn't want others to know we were recruiting certain players or whatever the case may be. Um, so um, to answer your question, the the value of the connection, not just to my coaches and to Coach Hurley, but to others that, you know, that that the, the world of social media and other things has allowed has been really rewarding. It has really helped. Um, you know, helped me land a, uh, a, my starting center who is, who is, uh, who's a, a, gr a grad transfer help, helping us, who is helping us this year has started almost every game, uh, in a 14 and two start. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would, I would say that the, the, you know, the connection is, uh, the connection aspect of things, um, you know, we've been able to not just use to our advantage, but it has also, you know, been able to open my eyes in, in, in some respects and, and uh, realize that there's, you know, there's more than one way to, to go about um, every little, you know, detail and nuance about things. So 14 and two off to a really solid start. If I come to a game, wh what am I going <laughs> to see? What's the style of play for a, a Matt Rotunda style team? What do we, are we, you know, are we pressing? Are we getting after we play quickly? What's the style that we like to rock and roll with? Well, most of what I do is centered on man-to-man -man defense and putting the onus on the player to stop their guy, you know, um, you know, have an under, have an understanding of what he wants to do and try not to let him do it. You know, um, we keep things fairly simple in that regard. Um, be responsible, be accountable. Um, on the offensive end, there's a lot of flow to how we play where the, the ball moves rather quickly. Um, guys know how to get to a spot without the basketball, know how to draw attention of the defense with just a simple movement, you know, moving in a, in a way that isn't dragging from one spot to the next, but has some explosiveness to it. Um, certainly transition for anybody is, is, is hugely important. So we're going to try to run first uh, for uncontested plays, but, and rhythm plays, but creating, creating good shots from rhythm, um, ball movement, people movement, um, unselfishness you would see a lot of unselfishness i truly believe that uh you know players that have come here as great individual players have become even better because of their ability to buy in and understand the value of making everyone on the of the five players on offense a threat 
to score because of because we're able to move the defense or influence how the defense you know reacts to certain things and then counter it um you know spend a great deal of time you know reading the defense trying to take advantage of certain things and then you know it, the fact of the matter is you're going to see if you would be at a game you're going to see some good players you know you, we got some really good players here um guys all all different sizes um guys that can play fast guys that can play above the rim um guys that can you know knock down a lot of open shots We've got a lot of good players here that are, that are skilled um that play really hard so I, I i and and play together so i think you would you you'd certainly enjoy it the, the, the review from most of, you know, those who come to the game is that, man, those guys really play hard. They, they're committed to winning. They, they, uh, you know, they're, they're, um, they're all bought in They're you know, so that's, that's always, that's always nice to hear those things. And, and I think you would, you would see that and, and appreciate it for sure. That is a perfect way to shut down this chat. This has been awesome. A little glimpse into high school or not high school college basketball, with Coach Matt Rotunda of Penn State, York. And I'm out. Peace. What a great chat. Thanks for checking it out. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at Coaches Let's Chat. Hit that subscribe button, and once again, if you get a chance, drop a review. It's super, super helpful for growing the podcast. Have a good one. Peace.